from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Luke DeCock, News and Observer, columnist joining us now here at the ACC Tournament in Greensboro. Luke, what up, man? It's good. To, yeah, it's good to be back. I was here in 21, so the Josh Pastner experience I just had in the yeah. media, <laughs> I, I had plenty of that the last time I was in Greensboro. It kind of feels like picking up where we left off. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We talked to ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, and they can use all the consultants and, and feasibility studies and how to make this a better experience. Uh, but I think that just kind of keeping the status quo for the ACC tournament going forward isn't going to get it done. I mean, I don't know if there's a situation where you don't bring as many teams as you once did. Of course, that might upset people. But you'd have a compact, more action-packed uh, schedule. M- maybe we bring back a big four. I know that's been floated out there uh, in the past, kind of make things a little bit more interesting in the basketball season. I just feel like keep keeping and, and doing the same things, it's not going to work for this league. No, and this, you know, obviously the, the league innovated when it came to the conference tournament in the first place. This was the original conference tournament and the, the earliest and, and the best and all of that. Uh, so, so yeah, it would be fitting if the ACC did sort of figure out a way to inject some new life. And did, you know, I, I was going to say tired event. I, I don't think that's necessarily the problem. The, the problem, as I see it, is the, and this is not nostalgia, right? This yeah. is not pining for the old days and the AV cart and all that crap. There's an AV cart right over there, actually, yes. with the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's, well, it's, it's, You're greeted with it. It's the, the old ACC tournament when it was eight or nine teams. And everybody was in the building Friday. Mm-hmm. It was so much more than basketball. It was a convention. It was a family reunion. It, it was what bonded the ACC together and made it a bigger deal than the other conference tournaments. And and look, that's when people show up. And Florida State's gone, right? Florida State's gone before eight teams right. will even be in the building. Right. right. You don't build a conference that way. You're just a collection of, of schools. You're right. just, it's a, it might as well be the NHL. You know, Atlanta's out and... And here comes Winnipeg and whatever. <laughs> so the, the ACC needs to find a way to innovate to do two things. To rebuild a sense of community in the league because it's lacking now. Yeah. And that's, look, I, again, not blaming anyone. Expansion was what it was. It was necessary in some ways. Um, the, the Big E schools wanted to go to Brooklyn. Uh, these, these things happen. But there isn't that sense of community. You know, I don't know that anyone at, in the next game you know, Louisville and, and Boston College are going to feel like, oh, man, it's good to be back in Greensboro. <laughs> Nor are they going to feel like they have anything in common. They were very briefly together in the Big East. Maybe not even, maybe not at all. Now no, they, they were. No, they did not overlap. <laughs> um, those are two schools that have absolutely nothing in common. You've right. got, you know, the NCA violating, Papa John sponsoring, <laughs> Adidas triple stripe nonsense, Patino pining, Louisville, which is, you know, the recidivist child bad child prodigal son of the ACC. And you've got Boston College, which is, you know, there are not a lot of Catholic schools in the league that play football. Um, it's it's an outlier. It's, 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 it's not a big deal in its own market the way some, you know, so how do you build a sense of community in a conference that has Louisville and Boston College and Notre Dame and Georgia Tech and, and Virginia and Duke and Wake Forest and Carolina that wasn't there before because you, you can, you can leverage the sense of community that existed among the original eight or nine schools, seven or eight without Maryland. And you can leverage some of the commonalities in the big East between Pitt and Notre Dame and, and Boston college and, and all that. But there, there's just that lack of sort of common spirit. Nobody, nobody's pulling on the same road and bringing in an outsider as a commissioner hasn't helped with that. I thought it might, but it hasn't. And 
that, that to me is the question. How do you innovate the tournament in a way that serves that function as well? Luke Tukak, News and Observer, joining us here in the real real life in person. Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. It's Joe Obvious. I'm Joe Giglio. We're in Greensboro at the ACC tournament. All right, Luke. Over under number of teams who are capable of winning this tournament, I'm going to set it at two and a half. I, I think it's higher. I, I, you have more respect for the good teams in this conference. Okay. I, I think it's probably six. Six? I could see any of six teams winning it. Oh, my goodness I've gracious. Gone, I've gone from four. <laughs> what to, in the world? Six. Well, here's the thing. I think Virginia Tech can win it. No. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Run it Run it back Brooklyn style. Like, That's what you're telling me. Five games in five days. I'm just saying. Whew. They're the... They're the only team on the, to ever play on Tuesday that has both a winning overall record and was ranked at one point in the season. Oh, fair enough. So fair enough. nobody's ever got, tried to win five and five and has been that good, quote unquote. Sure. I feel I feel like that was almost like we were joking about earlier. That that's small parentheses right there stuff. Yeah. Like you oh, know, no, Duke hasn't lost to UNC ever. Ever small parentheses under John Shire. And, and and this is why I wanted to check. I wanted to bring a conversation we were having. Uh, during ACC Greensboro lunch onto the air with Jillio here in that we now that we're a year removed from what happened last year between Duke and Carolina and John Shire comes in and is trying to make it his program and they get the regular season sweep I feel like it's gonna sound weird but it's almost like Duke has been freed so to speak like I've been joking with Joe like I mean why we why we still talking about last year I mean that that was Kay's problem. Like this, this new that, that, new program. That guy who came to one game. Right, that, that guy. Remember him? It, this John's this is John's team now. This is John's era now. We, we got a new thing going on. And I think it just kind of the fans are going to constantly bring up the Final Four. But like we talked about last year, it was a it was a close to something and a big. It's almost like semi-sonic. You know? Yeah. There's a new beginning in somebody else's end, and here we are now. Yeah, and I think. One, it was the end. Like, like, let's not gloss over that part of it. What happened was the end of a certain phase of the rivalry. Because you're right, you're never going to be able to have conversations about those two teams again without somebody saying, right. "But, but, but." Right, and that's fine. It's fair. It George happened. Carl yesterday on Twitter. George, George Carl, <laughs> please, George Carl, you got to be kidding me. Yes, George Carl calling out. Was it Caleb Love he called out? or No, no he, he called out Duke for saying, yeah, yeah but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was Paolo Bancaro tweeted, they're not going to make Bancaro. the tournament. Yes. And, and then, then he was like, George oh, yeah, said, but. Yeah, but, yes. Yeah, I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> George Carl, who hates all rookies and is, like, completely stuck in 1976. Like, go away, George Carl. <laughs> Come on. Nobody needs you. But but, the, but the it's going to get brought yeah, up. Right? It will. It's going to get brought up forever. And that, that comes with the territory. But. We've also been through this before. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about earlier today, in the fall of 2009, mm-hmm. Carolina had just won a national title. Kay had said, after losing to Cameron, they're better than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, admission of not being able to keep up. Roy was on a, had just won his second national title in five years. The Tar Heels were rolling. Harrison Barnes commits via Skype. Dude, it was a wrap. It's over. It's a wrap. Billy Co- Coach K's going to go to the NBA. Co- Coach K, well, don't forget, Coach K couldn't land Greg Monroe. That's right. Coach K... Uh, was too busy with the Olympics and Team USA, and Duke's recruiting was declining. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, six months later, Duke wins a national title, <laughs> and they start recruiting at that point, you know, very Jeff early Cable. on, the, yeah. the class that would become a national champions in, in, in 2015, five years later. So there are – we've been through this before to a certain degree. But I do think there's some validity to the idea that Carolina's clinging to last year. Oh, and yeah. Duke is like, go ahead. Do it. Like, we're, we're gone. We're on to the next thing. We got a young coach, mm-hmm. and we got a class that Kay didn't recruit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may have closed the deal, but this was and the isn't players that what this Shires is, wanted. Isn't and, this what it's yeah. about? And this is where I think the three of us, and Luke DeCock at the News and Reserve is hanging out with us here. 
this is where we're all, all I think, on the same page. And I don't think that fans can detach themselves from this because they're so caught up in it. It was, n- it was never about an individual win or a loss going forward. It was Coach K's last thing. I have won national championships. I'm the all-time leader. I'm this and this and that. There's one thing nobody else has been able to do, and I'm going to do it, and we're going to have a transition. And based on year one, again, it's just one year. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It, it might look like it worked out. At least worked in year one. And at this point in year one for Hubert, you would say it hadn't worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, at the point where they were. Until. Until. Things did change. But I, I think, you know, it gets back to the idea that, look, we always say, oh, Coach K, basketball coach, blah, blah, blah. He never thought of himself as a basketball coach. He right. thought of himself as a teacher. CEO. As a CEO and as a general. And a radio host. And also, uh, Yes, not a podcast. Not a, not a, podcast. Not not a podcast. podcast. And a radio host. A radio host. Um, king of all media in, in his own way. But, <laughs> you know, but the, the military influence there, yeah. I remember when he came back from London with the gold medal, it had that very much – all hail the conquering here. You know, it was a general returning from war. Mm-hmm. It was MacArthur. It, it was Patton. It was uh, Omar Bradley. It, it had that feel to it. And so for him, the idea of a change in command is not going to lead to a change in our front line. You know, if, you, if you're in that culture, part of your job is to prepare junior officers for leadership and to turn eventually the command over to them as you move on to something else. So I, yeah, very much in his DNA and something he was talking about explicitly even before his retirement was announced. Mm-hmm. That transition eventually yeah. was going to be very important to him. So there's a lot of, of that sort of K, how he sees himself going on there. And yeah, I think to this point, you would have to say it's been successful. Who are we, we'll close on this. Luke DeCock, columnist, News and Observer. Who are we mo- most likely to see in Greensboro before we're out of here? John Swafford? Old ACC commissioner, because it's back in the G. Roy Williams or Mike Krzyzewski? Roy. Because yeah. Roy's going to be here for Carolina's games. He's going to be sitting with Wanda and, you know, signing autographs and trying to eat a hot dog and all that, all the things that he's done all year. If Kay's here, we won't see him. No. He will be in the shadows of some suite somewhere. I don't, given his history so far, he didn't show up at the Garden. That's where I really thought he was going to make his yeah. sort of triumphant return in a suite at the Garden, like yeah. one of the overhead ones where it's hard to see people. Well, maybe he'll be here tonight to do some shots with uh, Mike Bray. Well, if Notre Dame loses, Swafford <laughs> and Krzyzewski might be in media hospitality <laughs> when Bray's drinking with the media. So, although I don't think there is any tonight, so it'll have to be the We'll make the, our own. We'll the, make the, our the, own. The bar at the Four Seasons. We will make our own. Luke, appreciate it, man. We'll yeah, talk to you, you guys later. got it. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash sps. Your journey begins here.